Now, back to Bet MGM tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Diamondbacks still sitting with a 4 3 lead in the ninth. Let's wrap How this up, D backs. Do it for Arizona, take, boys. Take that game one. It's 3-1 Philadelphia up on uh, the Marlins right now. Bottom of the seventh. You got two outs and a runner on first. Kyle Schwarber was up to the plate but didn't do it. It's either a strikeout or a home run for him. Love that guy. The I, World oh, Series hero, Kyle Schwarber. Love it. I hope the score just, uh, yeah, 3-1. This is perfect, man. Let's just end it right now. Let's just end it yeah. right now. It would be Get nice. Home, 3-0. Me and Nick finished 3-0. Oh, man. This is, to start off, the, start off the postseason 3-0, I'll feel very good about it. Very oh, yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, we spent a lot of time on baseball in the NFL tonight. Let's go down to the uh, the college slate coming up this week. Time to paint the face and listen up. Class is in session at Horvat U. Oh, I can't wait. You know what we got yeah. tomorrow? Jacksonville State, Middle Tennessee State. Only a true college football fan like you yeah, so, could be excited about this one. So I leave Jacksonville State, but <laughs> that's one That's one that I have to stay. Those are literally two teams that I have to stay away from for the rest of the season. They're on the do-not-touch list. Jacksonville State is a no-no for me. Middle Tennessee State is a no-no now, for me. Now, why is that? Well, just I think I'm like a combined one and four betting these yeah. two teams. So uh, I don't have a good read on those. I got to move on. We do go over to Friday night, though, where there's one that I like, and I'm going to grab it right now. Nebraska's a three-and-a-half-point road dog against Illinois. It's year one for Matt Rule, and it hasn't been great. But defensively, Nebraska actually pretty tough, pretty good against the run. They're a top 25 run defense. Secondary is kind of what it is, but Illinois is not going to be able to take advantage with Luke Altmyer in that offense. And Illinois, you really have to downgrade them. And uh, that entire coaching staff, might actually be in some trouble, as crazy as that sounds, because they were really good last year. They sent a bunch of dudes to the pros, including Devin Witherspoon. But that defense has taken a step back outside the top 70, stopping the run. The pass defense outside the top 100. I tried to make the case for them a couple weeks ago because they were getting a little bit healthier. They got their starting safety back, Bailey, and they also got one of their linebackers back. But it is not good for Illinois guys. So I actually like Nebraska. They've made some changes on the offensive side of the ball. No more Jeff Sims. So I think they could keep that game close. Oklahoma, Texas is one that I have not bet yet. I'm actually kind of surprised because we opened it four and a half with Texas. And Texas obviously getting a lot of love. They don't really have any weaknesses on the offensive side of the ball. Quinn Ewers hasn't thrown an interception this season. He actually only has one turnover-worthy throw. And they started to figure out the run game a little bit last week. Granted, it was against Kansas's defense. Xavier Worthy, all their wide receivers. Whittington, their tight end is a stud. He'll be a first-round pick in a couple years when he could come out. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Texas is top 20. But if we get to seven, seven and a half, I'm going to play Oklahoma in this game. Uh, six and a half is kind of tempting for me because Oklahoma, year two under Brett Venables, is a really good defense. And on the offensive side of the ball, I like Dylan Gabriel a lot. If they win this game... Maybe he gets some Heisman looks. Me and PJ were talking about that coming into the season just because the price was so nice. And if you look at what they did last year, the 10 games that he played, they were averaging almost 500 yards of total offense. The problem was, you know, they were kind of... They were young, and they were struggling really when they reached the red zone. So, like, the points per game weren't great, but the yardage was actually better than the year before with Lincoln Riley. But the team wasn't very good. But the defense has been much better this season. So if we get a 7-7.5, seven, seven I'm going to play Oklahoma. But I'm cheering for Texas every week because I have the Big 12 futures and the national title futures. First bet that I placed, Ohio State. 
Actually, Maryland taking some money in this game. Ohio State goes back home. They're 19 and a half point favorites. Maryland's undefeated. They're 5 and 0 for the first time in forever. Um, we know how good they are offensively, but Josh Gaddis is calling the plays. And Ohio State is the number two defense in the country, year two under yeah. Jim Knowles. They're really, really good. And offensively, Kyle McCord struggled to start the season, but I think. Like, he really found something in the second half against Notre Dame. That was a tough road game. Granted, there was like 40% Buckeye fans there. But he was really good in the second half. Third and 19, he makes the big throw. Um, I think Ohio State is really, really tough, obviously. So I'm going to roll with them against Maryland. I'm probably going to bet LSU. I just want to wait and see if this number comes down because Missouri's at home. They're nationally ranked this season. They're actually a little bit better than we thought offensively. Defensively, they're actually really good. LSU, I faded them last week against Ole Miss. They can't stop anybody. They're outside the top 100 in explosive plays given up. They're also one of the worst tackling teams in the country, which doesn't make sense because it's a bunch of five stars like Harold Perkins, but they're playing them out of position. They're dropping him back in coverage when really he should just be rushing the quarterback. Offensively, LSU's awesome. Like, if they're undefeated right now, Jaden Daniels is probably getting Heisman love, but the problem is now they have two losses. They have the Florida State loss, now a loss to Ole Miss. But, I mean... Anything under a touchdown, I think they're the right side here. I just don't know that Missouri is going to be able to score in the 30s and the 40s, and I don't know that their defense is preventing LSU from hanging at least 35 in this game. So I might wait and play LSU in this game. Uh, A couple other ones that I really want to hit on really quickly. UCLA uh, talked about this with Chase. I love them. They lost on the road to Utah. Um because Dante Moore was making his first really big road test, first true road test, I'll say, against a top-20 defense. Now they go back home in this game. Rushing offense, they're really good. They got Carson Steele. They got a couple backs, actually, that are pretty good. And defensively, they're the number one scoring defense in the Pac-12. I think they're the second-best defense in the Pac-12 next to only Oregon. And Washington State, really fun story, obviously. Really, really good. But this is going to be a tough road game for them here and uh, I like Cam Ward I think he's an NFL quarterback totals 59 and a half I think UCLA is the right side I would love a two and a half three but they're taking money here minus 185 on the money line yeah if you're into that sort of thing but I like UCLA at the crib in this game Virginia Tech's taking some money the reason that I bet Virginia Tech at 25 and I liked him at 24 and a half now we're down to 23 and a half Florida State's obviously the better team they're at home Florida State, though, their goal is to win a national title. It's to get to the ACC title game, and it's to stay healthy. And right now, Jordan Travis is dealing with that injury. That's not going to improve here the next couple weeks. I'm wondering if in a game like this where you're favored by more than three scores at home, you look to get them in and out. Um, and then just take your foot off the gas. A lot of Trey Benson in that run game in the second half. Problem is for Florida State right now, their offensive line's kind of getting pushed around. Their secondary hasn't been great. I think that's too big of a spread, and one of these weeks, I would maybe even consider sitting Jordan Travis. That's the problem what I was just going to ask. Do you think you would take the under on his passing yards then if they if you think that they get in and get out? Yeah, yeah. I would take the under on the passing yards because, again, like I think maybe even they consider sitting him these next couple of weeks. The only reason they might not think about that um, conference game and because of the Heisman. Right. You know, they think he's probably got a shot at the Heisman, but I don't know. I don't I don't know if he's going to have the numbers at the end of the year. Uh A&M, I really like their game of the year price. Now they're down to two and a half at home against Alabama. I feel like a lot of people are going to bet Alabama because they've looked good the last couple of weeks. It's still a really good defense, but I like this spot for A&M. We know Jimbo's no longer calling the plays, and I feel like they're being downgraded a little bit because they lost Connor Wegman for the season, and I really like Connor Wegman, and because I don't like A&M's offensive line, I like the mobile quarterback a little bit better. But Max Johnson's one of the more experienced backups in the country, one in covered last week. 
hasn't thrown an interception this season. He could push the ball down the field. He's athletic enough to get outside of the pocket, but he's more of a statue. But I like A&M, actually, uh, against Bama. But that's always scary, betting against Saban and betting Jimbo in a big spot. Well, we do know this about A&M, though. A&M plays Alabama tough every single year. It doesn't matter if they're on the home, at home or on the road. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if A&M won that game. No, no, I like a and In fact, I don't even hate a little money line sprinkle. I'd like yep. something better because we're down to two and a half. Maybe that's a good live betting opportunity. I just like Alabama can't really push the ball down the field. A lot of quarterback design runs right now with Jalen Milrow. And A&M's defense, I think, might be able to shut that down. One last one I wanted to hit on because I bet it, but now it's gone. Purdue was four-point dogs. Uh, it came out that Iowa was going to be without Cade McNamara the rest of the season. Suffered a knee injury. Almost lost that game outright. Iowa did to Michigan State. Had a little sprinkle on that money line. Bet him at 12.5. Iowa's a bad football team. Um, I don't know that Brian's going to get to keep his job. I this, this offense is awful. I think they're actually worse this year, and I can't believe I'm saying this, than they were with Spencer Petras the last three years. Now Cade's out. you got to go to the backup. Uh, they came out, they said he's going to return next year. I don't even know how that's going to happen. That's two knee injuries now the last three seasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was not healthy to start the year. He did not look good. And Purdue, they're not your like typical Purdue team because now you have a defensive-minded head coach with Jeff Brom taking the Louisville job. But um, even Iowa's defense, I think, is a little overrated. So I like them at four, down to two and a half. Might lean Iowa because they are at home in this game in Iowa City. But, man. They are uh, not what I thought they were going to be this season. It's really bad. I wonder if Kirk sticks around or if maybe he retires soon because I, I think it's time for him to go. <laughs> this is the type of season that will drive anybody into retirement. It, it really is. And then one last one, actually. Uh, Kansas down to 2.5 against Central Florida. I bet Central Florida at 3. I still like Central Florida at 2.5. Reason being, I don't think Daniels is going to play in this game. What the hell was that, by the way? I liked Texas in that game anyway. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, didn't get the team total over in the first half, which sucked. But last minute, there's Bean out there, and nobody even knew about it. They said that Daniels re-injured himself in warm-ups. So I think we're going to get Bean again against Central Florida. I know Kansas is at home, um, but you do have to downgrade them. And I know we really like Bean as a backup. We liked him last year. He could make some plays, but he's not the same guy. And defensively, Kansas can't stop anybody. So I actually like Central Florida in that spot. Like them a little bit better at three. I like them at two and a half. I actually think they win the game, but the money line price sucks at plus one fifteen. Um, so nothing there. And then the game of the week, I guess you would say, is uh, Kentucky Georgia. Georgia's not what everybody wants them to be, or what they thought they were going to be. I think they are what we want them to be because we want some new blood. We've seen them yeah. win back to back titles at fourteen. I'm playing Georgia at be fourteen less and dominant. a half. I like Kentucky, actually. Kentucky proved something to me last week. Yes. I had the over on the win total, six and a half. I love De- Devin Leary at North Carolina State. I just don't like North Carolina State and Dave Doran. But last week against Florida, they were finally able to run the ball. Uh, the wide receivers finally caught passes. They had more drops than any other team in the SEC. And defensively, like Kentucky's tough, but I don't know that they're shutting down Georgia And Georgia, I do think, figured some stuff out last week a little bit with Carson Beck. I mean, he is young. Um, They do have Brock Bowers, who if you're making the case for anybody not a a starting quarterback to win the Heisman, I think it's got to be Bowers. I like the over in this game. I played it at 47. It's up to 48.5. I'd probably play that now. That might close at 50. So over in Kentucky, Georgia, uh, even at forty eight and a half, I think that's going to be a and higher scoring game. And fourteen and a half for for uh, Kentucky. I lean fourteen and a half with Kentucky. If we get to fourteen, I actually kind of like Georgia, like thirteen and a half. I think they win this game by two scores, but three scores against Kentucky, I don't know. I don't know right. if I could do it. But um, you know, Georgia might get pissed off here one of these weeks, 
and uh, show up for a big game. I don't know. Something just seems off with them a little bit this year. Offense, obviously, you have to downgrade them with Stetson leaving and Mm -hmm. all the dudes that they've lost, but also like a lot of off-the-field weird stuff, too. Um, I think they're feeling themselves a little bit too much, which makes sense. You've won back-to-back titles, but a lot of guys in in some trouble this offseason, and things have been weird. Yeah. There's a lot kind of swirling around that program. Yeah. Where this whole year in college football has been weird. It's interesting that you talk about national championship, and you look at the highest, so you know, BetMGM always gives us those like those those insights, right? And you can see mm-hmm. where like the handle is and where. So if you're looking at national championship right now, highest ticket percentage, Michigan, thirteen point three percent, followed by here's a shocker, everybody, pros versus Joes, Colorado, oh, ten and a half, my, and God. then Ohio State at nine point three percent. Here's the biggest, thing. the biggest liability for a national championship bet real? right now. For BetMGM, the biggest liability is no, it's Colorado. Not. No, it's, it's not. Colorado no, now. It's not. So here's the thing: we've gotten to the point now in college football where programs can can turn around significantly in one year. We saw this last year with USC, right? You get Lincoln Riley, you get Caleb Williams. You're watching them get a bunch of transfers on offense and going, "Oh man, it's USC. USC's back." And you're seeing so many people get caught up with the shiny object mesmerizing them, that they're not getting the glare out of their eyes and looking yeah. at the full picture of it. It's the same thing with Colorado now, where you're seeing that price and you're going, well, here's how it could No, it's not going to happen. Not this year. They might probably not, not next game. year. They may not go to a bowl game. This is a team that is a ton of fun, but they turn this around from a one-win team. Colorado yeah. is turning into a great program. Dion is doing an incredible job. But let's pump the brakes on one win to national championship. There is nobody in their right mind that should even be putting a sprinkle on Colorado winning a national championship. I don't care if it's 500-1. to one. You don't do it. Yeah, Michigan makes sense because that defense right now, yeah. and this is not a typo, is giving up five points per game. <laughs> and right now they like don't really have to cover spreads because they're just beating teams into submission. But they have Ronnie Bell, who's kind of emerging as wide receiver number one. I like both running backs, but Donovan Edwards hasn't got going yet. In, in fact, Harbaugh had to talk about that. I hope this is the week they finally get him going. But J.J. McCarthy looks really good. Makes sense. The problem is they're going to have to play Ohio State. I'm not out on Penn State. But, like, I watched that game against Northwestern, and I said it's probably a sleepy spot, most boring place to play in the country. But I don't know. I feel like something might be missing offensively for Penn State. Drew Aller's good, but he's really young. I like Ohio State and Michigan a little bit better. But if I'm making a bet out of either of those teams, it is Michigan. And Michigan's been to the dance the last two years. Now it's almost like championship or bust before Harbaugh ends up going back to the NFL. But if I'm making a bet in college football, and, again, like my power ratings, if they win this week – how do you make the case for anybody else to be number one other than Texas? Look at their two biggest wins this season. Uh, you get a uh, road win over Alabama, and then you would get a win over Oklahoma, who's really good. You have to upgrade Oklahoma. So for me, it'd be Texas. And, I mean, Kansas was an undefeated top 25 team. You beat the hell out of them last week. So I would have to go, if I'm making a future bet today, Texas. If I want a sleeper pick, I'm going to go Miami. We see how good A&M is. Look what Miami did to A&M. They averaged 14 yards per play. Tyler Van Dyke looks really, really good. And I think if anybody's going to clip Florida State this year, it's going to be Miami later on this year. Miami's defense, shaky at times on the back end, but that offense could hang 40 on anybody. So that'd be my sleeper pick. But I think Texas is uh, probably the best team in the nation. But, man, I'd circle Miami if you're looking at good prices. Highest handle still real quick by a long margin. Alabama, 33%. Then Colorado at 10.6%. Man, just makes no sense this year. That's where college football is. 
Colorado. It's been a fun story, but come on. Yeah. Maybe, Love Colorado, but maybe yeah. they'll win this week. Happening. Maybe. Wrap it up next. Ben MGM tonight.